Hey, Sean. Hey, Jackie. Yes, Grant. Hello. I'm guessing you guys like to go on vacation, right? Absolutely. Love it. I'm actually very excited as I just booked a vacation last week, and I'll share a little bit more about that in a moment. But uh, what's your favorite vacation spot? You know, what are some of the, the ways you guys like to budget and save for your trip throughout the year? Ooh, I can I can start this one off, Jackie. I have, I have to go in two different directions this. There's one with kids and one without kids, right? So I'll, I'll preface that. <laughs> the, uh, the with kids vacation is Lake George up in New York. I think it's absolutely gorgeous. It has an awesome little downtown, uh, very, very kid-friendly. I've gone there basically my entire life growing up, so I have a lot of great memories there. Um, when we talk about non-kids, I think Nashville, Tennessee, is probably one of my favorite places um, that me and my wife went to in the last couple of years. So again, had a, had a great time there and um, would recommend that to anybody. Yeah, nice. I think I know how you got to that Nashville trip the first time, right? Was yes. that not through our foundation? That was Your through our foundation. Your generous donation that time. So that's great yep. that that worked out. I'm very, very glad. Um, for me, I'm just a, a simple beach girl. You give me any beach in the world, I'll take it. Well, take that back. Any warm weather, sandy beach in the world, I'll take it. <laughs> I've been to some beaches overseas that have rocks and pebbles, and that's not a beach. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, budgeting wise, uh, we try to do that every year. We try to say we have to get away, whether it's with the kids or not with the kids, but definitely give me that sand and some ocean or gulf view. And I am in a happy place. How about you, Grant? Where's your, uh, where's your plan? So my mine's more of, of an activity than than a destination. Um, I like I like to go on cruises because I like going places. I like seeing things, but I hate the actual getting there. So for the cruise, it's you know once you're on the ship, you're you're pretty much on vacation, and they they shuttle you to and from where you got to go. You don't really have to worry about you know putting together an agenda and a timeline. They kind of do that for you. So that's really nice, and I I like that kind of low stress version of it. Cause I don't know about you guys, but vacation for me, it's, it's shutting off the brain, consuming garbage food, garbage, garbage content, you know, terrible books, all the things that are completely meaningless and, and have no value, but you know, you get to splurge and enjoy yourself. Um, and, that, and actually that's, that's where our, our upcoming vacation is, is too. We're, we're going to do a, a Bahamas cruise and it's the first time taking the girls there. So that to Sean's point, that actually might be a future without kids option because <laughs> I don't know how they're going to handle all that, but we, we shall see. Um, in terms of, of the budgeting side of things, uh, it's it's really just making sure we understand what that end goal is and just build it into our budget for the whole year. You know, The second we get back from vacation, we're going to start saving for the next year. And, and it's just doing that over and over again and, and building it to you know be done automatically because that's the other thing too is like keeping track of it, you're probably going to lose track if, if you manually need to move money. But we just build it into our automatic transfers based off of our our, uh, our payroll deductions. And, and there you go. It's off to the races. And, and you don't have to worry about it once that vacation time comes around. And that is great because this episode of Well-Being in Your Wallet is all about vacation planning 101, preparing for those upcoming summer travels. So welcome back, everybody. We just... Uh, give you a lot of information about what we like. And we love to hear more about what you like as listeners too. So please send us some information about your vacation destination of choice. Uh, I'm Jackie Kearns. Happy to be back with you all, Chief Brand Officer and Affinity Federal Credit Union. And I am so happy to be uh, not on a vacation, but with my partners in crime, Sean and Grant, who I'll turn it to now. So my name is Sean Lubitz. I'm the Vice President of Retail and Digital Branching here at Affinity Federal Credit Union. 
And I'm Grant Gallagher. I'm the head of financial well-being and brand communications here at Affinity. You actually touched on something before, kind of in the intro, Grant, that stuck out to me was just the the budgeting and kind of planning for the vacation throughout the year. I, yeah. I will say this. One mistake I made early on when me and my wife did start taking vacations was we, we would budget for it, but we would forget to kind of budget for the money we would spend while on vacation. So that was always... Ah. An adventure early on was, hey, we can go on this cruise or we can take this trip. And then you realize the cost of food or a couple of drinks or going and, you know, taking a, a tour of the city, whatever it might be. There's a lot more expenses that go into a vacation short of just getting to where you're going. So that's that, very, very valid point as far as budgeting. That is that is an excellent point. And, and that is something that I have fallen trapped to as well. Um, that's actually one of the challenges of a cruise is you see that price up front, you go, wow, that's really affordable. And then there's service fees and then there's fees for, um, whatever package you're getting. And then there's the excursions and then, well, you know, all of the dining options are great, but if you want the fancy dining options, those also have a fee. So yes, it is, uh, you know, we're going to talk about figuring out what vacation fits your budget. But we're also going to talk about, you know, thinking about what the changing environment looks like. We're going to talk about thinking through all of those different elements that go into planning that vacation, because let's be honest, it can get very stressful if you did not think ahead, you did not plan ahead, and you bit off more than you can chew. So just to kick off this, uh, this conversation, you know, let's talk about how do you determine what type of vacation fits your budget? You know, I, I'm sure we can all kind of figure out upfront what you can afford. So how do you how do you backfill whatever that that vacation is that you want to take based off of your budget? Yeah, I think the biggest learning for me, and I traveled uh, a lot when I was in college. Didn't have a lot of money to do so, and I always made sure that I bought and paid for before leaving for vacation the big items. So whether it was, like you said before, Grant, something that you knew was the meal plan or the travel excursion or any of those things that you could pre-book, I really think people should take a very nice look into those offerings. Uh, if you're directly booking yourself or you're still working with a travel consultant, figure that out in advance. One, if you're internationally traveling, it makes a difference in terms of the conversion rate sometimes. Um, sometimes you get a discount upfront for doing it before you're actually in port or on the city yes. and at the destination. So, you know, get all those known knowns out of the way and you can be flexible. Don't make every day a super booked day of things. Maybe give yourself a break here and there to just enjoy, you know, the deck and sitting out and watching the water or, you know, being at the beach with not the cabana that day. <laughs> Maybe just bring your towel and chair and don't take that expense on, but definitely pre-book, investigate before you leave. I think that was a big saver for me over the years. How about you guys? Yeah, I think um, one thing we've always done with family and friends is if you go on more of an extended vacation, let's say it's a week or more, rather than going out to dinner every night and spending that extra money, each family would kind of own dinner for a night. So me and my wife might make tacos one night, have a taco bar, and the next night someone else might have sandwiches or they could even buy pizza or steaks to grill up, whatever it might be. But um, it is a way to save money on vacation versus going out and spending money out every time, um, every night, whether it be lunch, dinner. And 
typically you can find a local grocery store, right? So you can go out and you can pick up those items wherever you're at, um, bring them back to the house, wherever you're staying. And then again, kind of rotate and, and have some fun with it. Yeah, that that's a great point. And one of the things that we, we've done is take advantage of, of economies of scale. And, and what I mean by that is we've gone on vacations down to the Outer Banks a few times and they have these great big houses with, you know, five, six, seven, eight bedrooms. If you were to go down and try to do that as, as a family of four, there's no, like that would be a massively expensive vacation. But when you start to invite friends, family, in-laws, and you start to split the cost, it actually starts to become a pretty reasonable, affordable uh, vacation. And the other piece of that too is a lot of those houses have a kitchen built in. So you can go out, do your grocery shopping right up front. You know, the prices are probably not too far off from what you're spending at home and cook dinner a couple of times. It's a huge cost savings in comparison um, versus going out to eat. I mean, that's 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 just a money pit realistically is, is the going out to eat adds up so quickly when you're on vacation. I know that's, you know, especially true. We, we did a trip to Disney and that was one of the biggest parts of, of, of the trip was, was the food expense. Yeah. And I think the uh, point on, I've been to Disney a lot. That was one of my other favorite vacation spots. When my daughters were young, there used to be a meal plan. There's no longer a meal plan that you can sort of prepay for. You're out there with everyone else getting those chukura, what is those chuchuras, whatever those big things are that everyone <laughs> likes the cinnamon sticks. I can't say churros. it, but you guys know what I mean. Those, yeah, churros. Thank you. The snacks add up. Uh, I have to tell you that they're more than the meal sometimes. But I think the other thing that you both are alluding to is having some big categories identified in terms of those spend buckets. What am I going to spend on food? What am I going to spend on, you know, like you said before, Sean, I'm always a big, you know, let's go shopping. Let's go figure out what we're going to get those tchotchkes or something to remember the trip by. Everyone, um, you know, you can do this really easily. Just put it onto your phone. Like, where are your categories? You might not stick to it, but at least you have some sort of starting point, right? Because we all know we spend a little bit more here or we cut back a little bit there along the way. Yeah, it really is that planning element to think through all of those little things. Um, a, a funny example I, I have of that is my wife and I went on a, a cruise to Bermuda a few years ago. And when we were there, you know, in one of the souvenir shops, they had this Vineyard Vines Bermuda shirt. And it was super cool. And, but it was like something like $50, $60. And I was like, do me a favor, Google it, see if you can find it online. Lo and behold, $20 shipped to our house, didn't have to shove it in our luggage, didn't have to, you know, I'm like, is there any value to you buying this in physical Bermuda versus getting it back home? She's like, no. I'm like, okay, let's do that. <laughs> it's we'll the find moment. It you yeah. have to have oh, it. No, of you course, don't. <laughs> of course. No, she wasn't going to wear it without washing it. So, you know, True. it's not yeah. even like she could wear it in Bermuda. So do you both know how to not buy in that emergency state of, I need it now? <laughs> so Sean, you and I are more alike in that case. Did you buy the shirt and say, eh, I could have Googled it? Yeah, bought the <laughs> shirt, paid the extra shipping to get it home or loaded up the suitcase, whatever it might be. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm definitely more of a in the moment kind of person, but I like that grant. That's a very valid point and a, a good yeah, way to I save I think that's money. what happens too, in the moment. Yeah. And I also think, can I just ask you guys a question too? Um, do you pay for your vacations by using your affinity credit card or another credit card because you might have points or miles or how do you sort of actually transact the vacation? What do you do? We use our, our cash rewards, our signature card uh, for everything that we can. I'll be very honest with you. We, we get a tremendous amount of cash back on that card here at Affinity. 
So everything that we are able to use that card on, whether it be airfare, hotel stays, going to the grocery store to purchase the food, to make the dinner, um, anytime we have an opportunity to use that card while we're either planning the vacation or away on vacation, we do. Um, just knowing that it adds back up to to cash back. It's, it's very, very easy to redeem also on our website to go in at the end of the vacation, be able to kind of take that money and put that right back towards that credit card bill. Yeah, that Visa Signature product is on point. If you haven't looked at it, <laughs> please yes. do, because you're going to be very happy, especially if you're a spender like myself. So Grant, how about you? I can see Grant having a vacation club. So Grant, do you have a vacation club? <laughs> so I, I don't actually have a vacation club, but I do have a dedicated savings account that is called Vacation Savings Account. I knew it. And and I'm sure as of no surprise to all of you, I'm a total nerd when it comes to tracking points and bonuses and things like that. So when I booked my cruise, I made sure that I got the best return on that by putting down my down payment and then I actually split up my successive payments. So those of you that don't know, our uh, bonus rewards program recently changed from specific categories to dollar amounts. So because I have a cash rewards as well as a uh, regular uh, just affinity rewards card, I split it over the two of those to make sure I was maximizing the amount of bonus points I was getting. And because the last quarter ended just a little bit before I made that payment. I was able to split it over two different quarters to maximize those bonuses that I got. So I think I actually wound up getting close to like 3.5% cash back on, on those payments, um, which is pretty good when it's not a categorized type thing. Um, so I'm, I'm pretty glad that I pay attention to those categories and kind of broke down my payments to, to however I could. But I mean, the lesson here is really pay attention to when those bonuses are going on, see if you can spend within that time period that benefits you most, see if you can break it up. Um, sometimes different programs will offer you additional incentives like um, some sort of insurance or concierge programs. I know our signature card has some some nice perks to it too that you should definitely check out. Um, but that that's really it. It's It's, you know, how can you save in any way possible when paying for this, this large item. And, and I realize, you know, if you're doing a more kind of DIY vacation where you're going down to the shore and you're buying beach passes and, you know, eating on the boardwalk, you can't just make it as one big massive payment. Um, but understand, you know, which categories you are getting bonuses on or, or what those extra bonus promotions are. So you can maximize that and use, use the right payment method to get the most back. Cause you're going to, you're going to spend the money either way. You're, you might as well enjoy it and you might as well get the most back for it, right? Yeah, I think it's super important what you just said in two ways. One, affordability. So let's talk a little bit about those families out there, including ourselves at this point. You know, maybe things are a little bit more expensive because of where costs just are. You know, airfare. I don't know if you guys mm -hmm. have um, actually checked out airfare, but one of my friends wanted to go to Spain and she said that the flight was let's say usually four $500, it's almost $1,200. So yep. three times the amount usually that she would spend. Luckily, she has relatives there, so she doesn't expense the stay. But what do you feel like is the best plan for the affordability factor? Um, you know, obviously, you can throw caution to the wind and be more like Sean and I and just say, well, we'll get to paying it back one day. Or you could be more planful, like you've just stated, Grant. But what is your advice that you guys have? And Sean, maybe how are some of the, our uh, team members in the branches or on the phone able to help with that budgeting aspect of things? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, th I think it's important right now 
especially just in the current environment, right? With the rates consistently going up they're you know, they've, it seems like they've skyrocketed in the last 12 months. So where individuals previously might've took out a personal loan to pay for their vacation and paid it back throughout the year and made those payments, it's, it's not always the best thing to do, especially in this environment, right? You're, you're paying a lot more in interest um, to go on that vacation. So I do think it is very important to Grant's point, who I think should also be a travel planner in another role. Um, it's very, very important to, to Grant's point to, to budget for it accordingly um, over the course of a year, a couple of years, five years even, depending on the, the size of the vacation you're looking to take. Um, because I would suggest right now anyway, that lending or borrowing the money to go on vacation is going to cost a, a bit more than it was a couple of years ago. So it might not be the best option. Rates impact, obviously, as we've talked about in other episodes, the amount of money you still owe on the debt that you've already incurred. It's flexible, like you said, they're variable. The one thing I will say, and this is a direct advertisement for credit union cards, we can't charge more than 18% on our credit cards. So if you're going to put that purchase on your credit card, know the product you're using as much as the rewards that Grant said before, because a lot of credit cards are over 22% right now, and that adds up. That adds up. That's hundreds of dollars on a large purchase like this type of vacation. Also, we've talked about this using a savings product where you're getting paid a lot of money on a smaller balance amount. So we have, you know, a savings product that pays up to what now? Grant, you've just said this the other day to me. It's up to 4%. 4%, which honestly could get you a couple of those churros I was trying to get out before, <laughs> right? Every dollar matters. And if you put a couple thousand dollars in there before your vacation, you'll see some nice uh, extra change to maybe use when you're actually on that vacation. So know how to plan. But Sean, I, I think that's also part of what we do at Affinity, right? We could help people with that and have that conversation, what, what the best options might be to get to that dream vacation of the one that you want to take, right? Yeah, absolutely. We'll, we'll always, again, I feel like we've, we've talked about this a lot on previous podcast episodes, but we want to do what's best for you as the member. Um, and we also want to understand what is that kind of that stretch goal, right? So I really want to get to Nashville this year, right? It might not make the most financial sense, but we will, we will have that conversation with you and say, all right, this is really what you need to do. Here's the best way to go about it. Um, we can also be, again, very honest on, hey, maybe this year is just not the year for you, right? Let's, let's do it a little bit differently because you have so many other things going on. Um, let's consolidate some debt over the next 12 months. That way, when you do go to Nashville, you know, you, you can relax a little bit more, right? We, we always go back to financial well-being and that emotional connection to money. Um, when you're on vacation, you want to be on vacation. You want to be present in the moment and not have to worry about money. So again, we, we are always here, whether it be over the phone, in person, in a branch, we want to have those conversations with you. And again, continue to guide you to make sure that, you know, we make your unique dreams a reality here at Affinity. Yeah, I love the uh, part that you just said about helping to plan. And the only vacation that I've never been able to talk somebody out of is the Vegas vacation. Because I do think that most that go there think that they're going to come back with more money <laughs> because of what you can do in Vegas, right? You can kind of put those uh, chips down on the table or pull that slot machine and figure coming back and I'm paying for that vacation. doesn't happen, guys. Most of the yep. odds are against you. House, house always wins. Yeah. But I do think that there's something that used to be called house poor, people not taking too much money out for your actual home. But there's also being somewhat said about vacation poor, right? Don't don't go on the big trip if you can't afford it. I think it's an excellent point. I want to talk to you a little bit about staycations, though, because Grant, you mentioned something before about that trip down to the Jersey Shore or out to Long Island beaches, which are lovely yeah. in our area here. 
tell me a little bit about that staycation piece of it. Cause I know we've done a couple of things in the past around what the costs look like from that perspective and, and how in, you can afford those over time. Yeah, definitely. And, and, and I think one of the things to, to keep in mind and, and Sean touched on this and I, I think it was a, a good point is you have to have flexibility. You have to, you can't get set on, this is the vacation I'm going on and I'm, that's it because that's how you're going to wind up getting yourself in financial trouble over your head. And let's be real. The point of a vacation is to go and enjoy yourself and relax. And if you're just stressed out about the cost the entire time, you're not, you're not achieving what you're, what you're trying to do. Right. So it's like, be, be more willing to stay home, not necessarily do that big trip this year, maybe next year. You know, Jackie, I, I resonate with what you mentioned before. Family trip was uh, originally supposed to be to Ireland this year, but with flights, the cost of flights, I mean, just getting there would have been basically our whole budget and and our entire cruise vacation is basically the same cost as, as that. So um, think about what you can do to stay home, look around you, you know, you, it's not that you're, you shouldn't go on vacation, but look for more affordable options. And, you know, we, it, we're in, in New Jersey and we have some great beaches in the area. Um, we did a little bit of research last year and, you know, even though staying and, and just driving to the beach or doing day trips and things like that are, are certainly more affordable, um, we did see that that there is uh, a big impact through inflation lately. Uh, you know, the cost of the day at the Jersey Shore overall was 16.6% up year over year in, in last year. Um, travel, uh, right in line with what we're talking about here, um, that actually went up 31.4%. And food and drink were up 18%. So, you know, going back to that conversation before, um, maybe if you have an option to go home and have dinner instead of having it at the at the beach, probably save you save you a few dollars and, and every little bit counts. And if your goal is to save up for next year's big exciting vacation, that's that much more that you're building up over that year, you know, at that four percent in the smart start savings that you can then use on your your dream trip. So, you know, this is something that we're constantly looking at. We're, we're doing on, a, on an annual basis. So, you know, keep your eyes peeled for our uh, Day at the Jersey Shore or actually Day at the Shore research uh, coming out this year. Should be right around a little bit before Memorial Day. So uh, stay tuned and, and keep your eyes peeled. Yeah, I think last year, if I'm not mistaken, when we did this, we were worried about the cost of gas. You know, that had started to yes. rise at that point, which it'll rise again. It's seasonal. Um, so there's also a way to think through how you get to your trip and destination. The other thing that I thought was really interesting when we talked about this last year is what you can have as controlled costs. You know, like you said, pack a lunch instead of going to get that churro on the, I don't even know if they sell churros on the Jersey Shore <laughs> Boardwalk. I'm sure they do now, but, you know, the slice of pizza or, you know, the ice cream or whatever you're going to get. But the one thing that we've always talked about is just making sure that you have fun and fun can happen anywhere, right? If you can't yep. afford it this year, you can always have fun very locally. I also did see um, Governor Murphy in New Jersey here might waive the fee to get into state parks again. So oh, last yeah. year, that was one of the offsets that we talked about. So Island Beach State Park down in the Jersey Shore, Hopakin State Park, um, which is a beautiful lake here in this area of the world. But definitely, unlike other areas, I was just in Florida, you didn't pay to get on the beach in Florida. You know, it's, it's not one of those things. Here in the tri-state area, you do pay to get on to most of the beaches outside those state parks. So look first, again, do that research. Call Grant Gallagher at 908. Because <laughs> <laughs> like Sean said, he's got a great way of um, looking at all the things that do add up when you take even a staycation. Sean, any any staycations you have planned for the, uh, the honey? I know you got three 
lovelies, little ladies at home, plus your wife and anything that you like to do. I know you're in a beautiful part of the state too. Is there anything locally that you could uh, recommend? Maybe just coming to your house, having a barbecue. Yeah, absolutely. Anybody, anybody's welcome anytime. Um, I love people. So anytime, Um, but we do, we're in Hunterdon County. So we have the Delaware river um, a couple minutes away, which is, is gorgeous. It's a lot of fun to even just get a tube and float down the river um, for a day very cheap, cost-effective way to get outside and have some fun. There's a lot of amazing hiking in the area. Um, funny enough, one of the, the best things me and my wife did, um, I, think, I think it was last year, if not the year before, we do not have a pool, but we went out and purchased a very cheap inflatable pool. And my girls had the best time with that $60 pool all summer long. So did, they're right definitely there with our, you. Yeah, they're definitely yeah, our way to have some fun. Yeah, there's so many ways to have fun. And I, I like the good old slip and slide. I yep. know that can kind of get your old elbows and knees <laughs> a little <laughs> raspberried up. But there's so many fun things in the summer, especially when the weather is nice. One thing I want to pivot to, though, and talk a little bit about is hidden costs. Because the one thing that I will never forget is when I went overseas for the first time. And um, actually, the airline that I had traveled to Europe had gone out of business while I was in Europe. It was a discounted flyer. Oh yeah, it was fun. And, you know, I never realized until then, and thank goodness I did have a credit card at that time. So I was able to kind of defer some of the angst around getting home because I had that, you know, Amex card at the time. But have you ever thought about the actual hidden costs? I mean, Grant, you mentioned some things around cruising and being on a cruise, but I would love to talk a little bit about that in, in this next segment, because for those out there listening, I think one of the things we want to make sure is obviously costs that you can associate and know up front, great, but probably a couple hundred dollars easily could happen to you while on vacation. There's a lot of things that are unknown. So how about you guys? What were the unknowns that you faced in that situation? So I'll go first here. You know, one one of the things that I've seen is people, when they're trying to save a buck, they'll look to the more cost-effective airlines and things like that. But what they don't realize is that they really do nickel and dime you for every little thing. You know, it's like, you're going to pay for a check bag. You're going to pay extra for a seat. That's not basically in the toilet or on the wing. You know, it's <laughs> pay for a seat. Yeah, literally yeah. you have to like pay when you get to the seat. Yeah, say it's like there, there's an oxygen <laughs> fee. Like they, they, they literally charge you for everything. So it's like, when you actually add it all up, you're probably better off flying an economy seat in a, in a, you know, less budget focused airline, um, especially with kids. I mean, kids are going to want all the regular little comfort things and and make your life miserable if, if they don't get it. So definitely take that into account when figuring it out. Um, the other thing that I've run into that was interesting is some hotels that are nowhere near a resort or considered a resort may have a resort fee. So make sure to read the fine print because then you get a surprise, maybe $30, $40, $50 charge on your bill per day at the end of the trip. And you're like, wow, there's an extra, you know, two, $300 that I was not expecting um, because I did not read the fine print. So always make sure you're, you know what you're getting into with those sorts of things. Um, Cause you know, they'll, they'll have all sorts of little bonuses and perks that you get that you might not even be aware of. You know, you might not be even be aware you're, you're paying for the Wi-Fi, even though you never used it. Um, but they'll, they'll bury it in the fine print when you click accept and, and book your reservation. Yeah, the, the flight piece, you took the words right out of my mouth, Grant, as far as the check bags and all the hidden fees there. One of the other things we've seen is traveling to a city, and there's there's definitely 
landmarks you want to see, restaurants you want to go to, how do you get there? So having those Uber charges, right? Are, are they within walking distance of the city? Are you willing to walk five blocks to get there when it's 98 degrees outside? Or would you prefer to get that Uber for $30? Um, all of those things, again, continue to add up. One of the other ways we've, we've looked even to save money, not necessarily hidden fee, is look for packages in those areas. Um, if, if there's certain restaurants you want to go to, if there's certain sites you want to see, a lot of times cities will have kind of a package deal that will include a lot of those site visits um, or different restaurants, different drinks you can have at a discounted price. So again, doing a little bit of research before you go on vacation definitely goes a long way. Yeah. And I'll just add to the transport piece. Um, the last couple of vacations we've taken as family, we have had to rent a car. I will tell you, I have never in my life thought that the original quote that you get at the point of booking is truly double by the time you get back with that car. And it has nothing to do with mileage anymore, everybody. So for those of you out there, there's a gas fee that you could easily make convenient to do with them. There is an insurance on the insurance fee if you want to have all these different provisions. Just really, again, look at the detail and beware because I could have bought a car probably <laughs> almost for the same price that I just spent on renting one for several days. <laughs> <laughs> so fee, fee examination time. And the other thing that I will say in, in closing the segment out is I definitely think a lot of this information is published on those websites you can do research in advance, which I unfortunately did not do in the case of the rent-a-car. And again, as we've all said, just, you know, buy your vacation, stay or beware. Look look for the fine print, as Grant said. I think that's really well stated. Um, Grant, did we hear from the members uh, out there about anything vacation-related? I'm just wondering, was there anything in our mailbag that might have come in? We sure did. maybe. <laughs> Yes, members are starting to think about vacation and they are uh, sending it into the mailbag. So just a reminder, if you have a question or comment for a future member mailbag segment, please send it to at Affinity FCU on Facebook or Twitter with the hashtag member mailbag. So our member mailbag question today is my significant other and I are traveling together for the first time and trying to figure out how to split costs. We both have reward credit cards and both want the points. What is a fair way to split it so we, that we both maximize the savings for the trip? So Listen, I'll kick it over to you You first, Sean. Yeah, this is a tough one. Um, every relationship obviously is different. Um, again, I think it comes down to pre-planning, right? What what goes, what's involved as far as getting to that vacation? Is, it, is there airfare? Is there gas? Um, talk about what, what, again, what restaurants you want to go to. Are you going to go out to lunch and dinner? Um, does one cover lunches, one covers dinners. Um, I think that's something again, where we talk about prices and costs can get a little out of hand when you're on vacation. It's something that you have to have open communication about or have open communication with each other throughout the vacation, um, to ensure that again, throughout that week or that long weekend, um, one person is not kind of holding the bill for more than the other. Yeah. Um, even though they would get those rewards points, which is outstanding. Uh, but if we're talking about just making it fair, I think, again, vacations, you have to have a very fluid conversation of kind of where you stand throughout. Yeah, I think being open and honest and, and just having that conversation is is critical. What, what do you think, Jackie? You know, I think that one of the things Jess talked to you about when we were talking about um, 
getting your couple's finances together and how you enter your relationship. I think this is a really important question, again, as to where you are in your relationship and have you had those discussions? Because trips can make or break people, right? I mean, if yep. they're going into that, why, you know, wildly just let's have an adventure and all these things come up that are real life scenarios, it could definitely turn that vacation really quick in one direction or another. I particularly like the idea that Sean mentioned, like, Go in with a plan and knowing maybe one night you take the other night somebody else takes and have that kind of equal balance no matter how you pay for it. And also know what your partner is interested in doing. I mean, I remember being younger. It was one of my friends. It wasn't necessarily a significant other, but she wanted to go on every type of parasail, you know, water excursion, jet ski that she could find and wanted me to come along with her. And that was almost a thousand dollars by the time we were there every day to kind of put that extra money in. And, you know, you don't want to be the Debbie Downer, but I was kind of done with going in the water that way. I just wanted to sit and chill and relax. So have that discussion up front because you could have two very different ideas of what that vacation entails. Yeah, definitely. And, and you know, to that point, too, I, I think an important part is part of the planning phase. Understand what your rewards look like for your credit cards. Um, you know, ideally, they would both have affinity cards, but realistically, they might have different rewards cards that have different bonus categories that they could take advantage of. And if that's the case, I would think the person who gets the most cash back on that spend would want to cover that cost and they can, you know, figure it out at the end. The other piece is, you know, put it all together in one big bucket of expenses, maximizing that points back, and then just you know, balance it out at the end of the trip, split it evenly, and just make sure that you're both taking advantage of that to the best of your ability. Um, the other, the other potential thing too, Jackie, like you mentioned, what's important to you on that vacation? It, you know, everybody's going to have different priorities. Everybody's going to have different things that they really want to uh, visit or do on the trip. If that's really important to you, maybe you should cover the bill for it. You know, if if you're pulling your significant other along, and they could probably be perfectly happy sitting on the beach, sipping a cocktail instead, maybe you should help cover that cost. So it's really just prioritizing what it is to make everybody feel fair and whole at the end of the trip. Yeah. You know, one last comment I'll say, and I have done this for um, my brother who's uh, younger than me, buy a gift card for somebody um, before they go. If you know where they're going to, we did this for him and his now fiance. And that way it's like one less pressure discussion, like here's a nice dinner or here's some additional money that you can have a spend money because, you know, sometimes your parents after a certain age don't want to be those people. But you can, as a family, like we talked about in a couple prior episodes, right? What do you do for the holidays? Well, that might be a great way if you know where somebody's going to give them a little incentive to not have to worry about the expense that day. And I hope this this couple enjoys. I hope they have a great day. Yes, 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 yes. Uh, and to the gift card point, I am a big Costco shopper, uh, and I know BJ's has us too. They very frequently have discounted gift cards. So another way that you can save a little bit going towards that trip um, and, and just, you know, maybe it's only 10%, but hey, that's 10% still back back in the pocket. So uh, great way to do it. So any other thoughts before we pivot over to our product spotlight? Today, we're talking about our Affinity Cashback Debit account. And again, nice little account there to spend on your vacation because you're going to get 1% cash back on all of your purchases. You know, there's no categories. It's across everything. So why pay for cash for everyday items when you can use the Affinity Cashback Debit card? After all, cash doesn't give you 1% back on everything you buy. Affinity's Cashback Debit account is so much more than a basic checking. 
you can earn up to $120 in cash back on everyday purchases, get access to over 30,000 fee-free ATMs, and get paid up to two days sooner with direct deposit. Best of all, the Affinity Cashback debit card is free with your checking account, and there's no monthly or annual fees. Learn more at affinityfcu.com. Yeah, it's a, it's, that is a phenomenal product. I don't think anybody would argue an extra $120 a year back in their, their account and their smart start savings to earn that 4% interest is not going to help them enjoy vacation a little bit more. More so, churros for everyone. Yes. <laughs> $120 buys a few churros. Um, can I also just pitch this? I said before, credit cards, guys out there, anyone listening, please yep. check your interest rates. Credit unions, especially Affinity, lowest rate in the business. It's just something to check out if you haven't. Debit card is awesome. Credit card together. Amazing pair. They can go on vacation and be happy anywhere together, right? Those two products. That's right. All right. So I think we've reached the uh, the end of the episode here. So any uh, key takeaways or highlights that you guys want to share? I mean, I know for me, it's really just uh, plan, 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 you know, read the fine print, make sure that you're not biting off more than you can chew and, you know, uh, think about your vacation from a well-being perspective. You know, how can you make the most out of relaxing, refreshing, um, you know, and, and maybe it's just a small local trip in, in your neighborhood, going for a hike, going to the local local beach club. And that's that's another thing I forgot to mention before, you know, doesn't have to be all the way down to the big beach, you know, maybe an hour away with, with the expensive beach passes. It could be a, a local pool or a local beach that's much cheaper. Um, you know, so think about those ways that you can, you can save so that when you do splurge for that big trip, you are able to make those memories and you're not stressed about the cost. How about you, Sean? Yeah, I will say, um, again, just be creative, right? Open communication, as Jackie said before, whether you're going with family, a significant other, children, whoever it might be, um, have open communication, be creative in, um, what you can get for what you have budgeted for that vacation. Um, the other thing I will say too, I, I always try to let the members or the listeners know, come visit us in the branches, give us a call over the phone. Um, we want to help you plan and budget for these types of events because there's nothing better than seeing a member come back to us with pictures and stories and, and memories created from, you know, the, the insight we were able to give them from the financial standpoint um, to be able to get them to go enjoy those vacations. So please, again, come visit us in any of our branches in New Jersey, New York, and Connecticut or give us a call or 800 number and speak to one of our representatives in our digital branch as well. We're happy to, to help you plan and budget for those vacations. Yeah. And I just will finalize this and say, have fun, enjoy it. Don't overstress and make this another reason why your well-being suffers. As Grant said, and as Shauna said, this is supposed to be one of those elements of physical getting out there, having a good time and just taking in whatever you can afford, right? Don't put too much pressure on the wallet at the end of the day. It's all about the well-being. It certainly is about well-being in your wallet. And as a reminder, you can send a future question or comment to our member mailbag segment by sending it to at AffinityFCU on Facebook or Twitter with the hashtag member mailbag, all one word. And as always, please rate, like, and subscribe for more well-being in your wallet podcast. You can visit affinityfcu.com for additional information about financial well-being and affinity products. And be on the lookout for our next release of uh, Day at the Shore that talks about all of the changes in cost to uh, have a nice, fun vacation down at the shore. Um, but, you know, 
we're going to be talking about it next time it comes around. So keep listening to and please subscribe to the podcast. Thanks, everyone.